in life, you get one or two things when you try something new. You get the result you want or the lesson you that need. you needed. Hey, my lovelies, coming to you from the City of Roses. This is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. We should do a survey and ask people who likes you doing the opening versus me. Oh, they like me. They like me better. I know they do. I know they do. In fact, <laughs> usually the feedback is we want more Tuss, less Paul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yet I'm the talker. You know and, what? You're my organizer. Yeah. So you get it done. If it was up to me, ladies, it would not happen. Yeah. No, this podcast would not exist. Tuss my has friends. lots of good intentions, a lot of wisdom, but... Not kind good at logistics, of, yeah. you know? Absolutely not good at logistics. Yeah, not yeah. Your, your talent. But anyhow, today, guys, we are going to talk about, as a follow-up to last week, we wanted to do an episode about it's okay to quit. <laughs> yeah, it's the absolute opposite of what we said yeah. last week. We're going to give you a counterpoint because I don't want to also encourage what I think a lot of people now call hustle culture, meaning that you literally kill yourself to get to where you want to be. Everything does have a price. There is a cost, and you have to be willing to pay that price if you want to sometimes get to certain levels in your business, career, personal life. But there's also a lot of good reasons to throw in the towel and say, you know what? I gave it my all, and it's time to move on, right? So we'll talk about that in a second. But beforehand, we were going to talk about announcements. And guys, I do this because this is how we give you the free podcast, all right? This is, consider this like the, the paid announcement you see when you listen to our podcast. You get to hear Paul talk about the things that we do once in a while. And I don't do this because we do need to make a living and it's like some vain thing. It's about, we do all these things we do to serve you and help you. And if it doesn't have value or if it's even bothering to you, just you know, skip this section and move on to the next. You don't have to buy anything from us. The podcast is a gift and something we do because we love doing. But at the same time, if you love what we're doing, and we have given you benefit, man, taking our classes, our webinars, and jumping in is a wonderful way to, to, support, to support us, us and help <laughs> us out. It really is. All right. So we do have LashCon. LashCon is basically 70% sold out. I think it's slowed down a lot, so you don't have to buy today, but man, I wouldn't wait. I wouldn't wait till like August or something like that. And the beauty right now is we have a payment plan where you can spread out your payments over four payments, only 25% down today. And we sold out the VIP, so it's just the standard ticket around $697, and basically spread out over four months is like $200 a month, or a little less than $200 a month. Very doable, very affordable for most people I know. And then you can go and reserve your hotel room. You don't have to pay anything for the reservation for the hotel. Maybe your biggest cost right now will be playing. And uh, that'd be it. So sign up today. Get your tickets. If you haven't just get locked heard, in. Yeah, if you haven't heard about LashCon, go back a few episodes where we talk about it in great depth or just follow other people on Instagram. A lot of other people have been talking about it. We're so grateful for all the support and love from what we've seen from everyone. Our speaker lineup is on our website. Go to the www.lashconference.com. You might be a great lash artist, but it's time for you to become a great business owner. And that's what LashCon's all about. It's leveling you up as a business owner. And then also networking, connecting with the most amazing group of lash artists who are all motivated, driven. And the cream of the crop, I like to say. That's who listens to our podcast. Yeah, you guys are the cream of the crop. This is where you get to connect with like-minded people. So sign up and get your tickets. Also, it's in the show notes, or you can go to our Instagram page at LashCast or the Lash Conference. So next, what do we have? We have two more classes that you can sign up and get Tusney's 
Lash Retention and Styling Course. The first one is going to be in New York. That's coming up here May 14th through the 15th. And then their second one is going to be June 5th and 6th here in Los Angeles. Come and hang out with us in June. So hopefully you can buy your tickets. The New York class is almost sold out. The L.A. class still has plenty of room. And then we'll be announcing probably in late May our classes for the second half of the year. So that will be coming up soon. So hopefully we'll be seeing you. We have like Vegas, Indianapolis, Washington. That's the state of Washington. And we're looking at one, maybe two other locations. Oh, yeah, L.A. again in December and all that. All right, guys, that's it for the announcements. Let's talk about what is this other idea that we're thinking about, about quitting. Is it okay? What's going on? Because for us personally, we have quit. We actually have quit in a huge, massive way when we closed our salon in 2019. Mm-hmm. That was a big thrown in the towel. Mm-hmm. And I think the normal thing for us in this industry, people don't like to share their losses, right? They're quote-unquote failures. Yeah, they don't want to share that because it's painful. It's ugly. It's messy. Who wants to see that mess? And I don't think overall as a good principle, it's great to share everything you've done that doesn't work. I don't think that's part of life. That doesn't add to the, I think the benefit of others where you're just going, I suck at this. I suck at that. And I quit that and I quit this. Well, wait a minute. Let's back up here. Okay. Yeah. That's an unhealthy attitude to be like, I suck at this. I suck at that, but it's okay to say I did this and it didn't work out, but here's the lessons that I learned. That's right. We recently learned, we got from our friend from Adam Charlie over across the pond he shared this saying, I've heard it before, but he really brought it back up. Is like, in life, you get one or two things when you try something new. You get the result you want or the lesson you that need. you needed. And I think that's Brilliant. really good. That's really good because truth is each of us, we try to push our boundaries. We try new things. I mean, some people, you've kind of figured it out. You found your niche and you found what you want to do. And a lot of you, I know we've talked to a lot of you and some of you are like, just do lashes as a part-time. You're raising your kids, your husband's working too, or your boyfriend, or whatever. And you're like, you know what? I'm good. I, I don't need to be a trainer. I don't need to be speaking around the world. I don't need to be Insta-famous. I don't need to be Insta-famous. Like, I, right now, I'm pretty happy. In fact, I'm very happy with the way life is. And that's a wonderful thing, guys. It's not always about how to get that next level. You could be happy in your home salon, and there's nothing wrong with it. No shame. It's like, if it's working for you, amazing. But there's some people who just are wired, where like, okay, I got this down. Now I'm ready for a new challenge. And you're going to try something else and you you got to be okay with the idea that, yeah, either it's going to work out and then I'll get the reward, or I'm going to learn something in the process. And embracing that ideology, not being mad about it, because often the normal reaction when something doesn't work out, you don't get what you want. You get mad, right? It's a secondary emotion. The real pain is the, the disappointment, the loss that you gain in that process. But we need to learn, I think, more and more, if you really want to grow and become a great business uh, a leader at some point in growing that way. You need to be okay with losing and failing and just embracing the lesson that you get from that. Your most unhappy customers or circumstances are your greatest source of learning. That was a quote by Bill Gates. And it's true because those are the opportunities that you learn the most. Yeah, it really is. And I think for us with our kids, we really push them to do everything I remember when they were young, most kids, if you say, hey, you want to learn something new? They're going to be like, no, I just want to play my video games or do whatever they're doing. But we made them play sports. We made them play instruments. We made them be part of school programs. We were a church. We had things going at church. We had Boy Scouts. We had clubs. We had activities. We just pushed them into all these camps, science camps, all this different stuff, because we wanted them to experience as many different things. And were they all successes? By no means. 
fact, we learned a lot, a lot of things that they didn't like. Yeah, well, I grew up with the same kind of parenting. My parents always pushed me to do things that they liked to do. They liked to camp. They liked to go backpacking. They liked to go motorcycling, dirt bikes. We had dirt bikes. And my nickname as the family, my nickname was was Namby Pamby because I didn't like to get dirty. I would just sit in the camper with the doors closed, sit in the car or sit by the fire and read books. And they'd be like, you have to get on that motorcycle. I'm like, it's dirty. I don't want to crash. I don't look cute. You know, they're (laughs) they're like, you're a beauty professional. (laughs) You're going to get on that motorcycle and you're going to like it. And I was like, I hated it. Right. But I had to do it. And as I got older, they would say, I mean, I was always the weirdo that's like, has this like beauty kit washing every scrap of dirt off of me. I just, I couldn't enjoy it. But they said to me, as I got older, we just want you to be exposed to these things. Maybe you'll have a boyfriend that loves to do this stuff. And we want to make sure that you know how to water ski or ski or whatever. And I guess it was the first time that I recognized that my parents were thinking bigger term. You know, at least I had some taste of it or, you know, understanding of it. I know how to do those things. To this day, I don't particularly like motorcycles, but I do know how to ride one. So you, like, you do like firing a gun. Like, cause you, I think your, your dad was really big in guns. Or Marksman, still is. yeah. Outdoor. Yeah, and you learned yeah. that skill, which you did uh, keep, I guess. I did, Not yeah. that we'd go firing every day, but you no, do like I it. I am a good shot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So you found things you did like, and then you did, but you did quit the things you didn't like. And that's the thing, I think, in business. You need to experiment. You need to push out and try new things, get new challenges, but be okay with saying, you know what? I gave a shot and I quit. I started that training program and you know what? I found it wasn't for me. And I don't think there's any shame. And I really wish in our industry, we would um, get away from feeling bad and shame. I mean, for us, we literally closed our business five months before we did LashCon. And I felt like an imposter. I just felt like, who am I to do a business conference? And we just closed our salon. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about when it's okay and when it's a, it's a good thing to quit. We'll just share our story, right? We, and I think we've shared this before. The thing, the final straw for us. Because we were still thinking. We were still thinking. We could make it work. We could yeah. pull it out of somewhere. Yeah. Squeeze the blood out of the turnip. Make it happen. Yeah. But what put us over the edge was our family yeah. and the relationships with our kids. And our daughter tearfully said, please, it's enough. I miss you. I need you. Please don't do this you've anymore. Done it. You've done everything you could. It's not worked out. You needed to stop. You need to please. I, mean, I think she just literally said, just please stop. Please. Please stop bawling. Like just bawling, tears flowing down her face. If something is coming between you and your most important relationships, it could be your spouse. It could be, you know, your kids. It could be your parents, whatever it is. Yeah. In some ways, I think in order to honor the relationship and preserve the relationship, it would really be good to get good counsel on it and, and to consider preserving the relationship. Yeah. I'll share another time when I had to let go and quit something. That was my career in the film industry. I had basically told people in my younger years, like, if I'm not working in film and when I'm older, just kill me. I literally said that. It's embarrassing now. I look back how lame that was. I kind of was joking. But the idea of me not working in the film industry was, like, impossible. That was not even the realm of possible endings for, you know, situations in my life. And when 2011 came and Tusney said, I need you, I always was helping with the business since the beginning. I was strategizing, helping her build out her place encouraging her, talking through problems, following the industry. But really, when she asked me to come on full-time and help her in 2011, that's when I, I had to walk away. I had to like, you know what? 
my career has been important. I pursued it for like 15 years. Got to a certain point where I was okay. I don't think I was a failure, but I wasn't killing it either. And so I said, you know what? I want to support my wife. Our relationship was more important than my career. And I said, you know what? She supported me for my first 15 years with my business and my pursuits. And I need to support you. And so I decided to put it aside. Yeah. Well, let's get a little bit vulnerable here. We recently talked about this on another podcast, but in case you didn't hear, there was a time in our marriage that it was not so good. It was a really big rough patch that it was looking like we were not going to be able to overcome. Basically, I was really disappointed with how our life had turned out and supporting you in your career was always something that I did with joy in the beginning. But as time went on and as we had kids and we had more responsibilities and and more pressure, the Hollywood life was, was very unstable. And as, as a young mother, I needed stability. And because I didn't have that, I was really, I started to get angry and very, very resentful. And it wasn't until I decided that I was going to leave the marriage and go off and on my own, I decided that's when I have to start this business and I have to do something that I can control and create and be responsible on my own. So at the time we were on two different boats going in opposite directions. And, you know, for, for my part, I was thinking we're just going to stay together for the kids. Yeah, it was hard. It was heartbreaking. And we were staying in, and it worked and it worked out because I think there were a lot of reasons. I think our faith played in. But I think a big thing was me letting go of my dreams okay. and yeah. supporting you. That's actually what turned the tide for me. When he said, I'm going to do this and I'm going to give up, because I knew what it meant to him. And I just thought I couldn't live with it anymore, so I'd have to make my own way in the world and leave. For him to give that up, it really meant that he loved me. And so it completely changed everything. So for him giving that up really did save our marriage, you know? And that's the thing that was the right time for me to quit because our marriage was on the line and I could have been proud saying it's my life. It's what I deserve. It's what I want. But you know what? I had to give that up and it was the best thing. Maybe the best decision I ever made next, I think saying, I want asking you to marry me was that because it saved our marriage, got us back together and here we are now, 11 years later, I'm excited to be married to you every I day love working with and you. working with you it's and so doing what fun. we're doing and making a difference and having an impact and serving our community. These are all very, very exciting and positive things. So really, when it comes down to it, when you have an inkling, what you should do is kind of do a final inventory and figure out what is it going to cost you to leave it behind and what is it going to cost you to stay and you have to um, go to the mat with those those deep wrestling those deep issues. Yeah, no, I think that's a great way to look at it because for me, with a closer business, you know, the stay in the business meant a lot more financial difficulty and crushing our children. Really, that's what was on the table: crush our children's lives because we would be buried even further into the business and the troubles of it. Or, you know, way on the other side, the the loss would be yeah, losing their business. But having peace of mind and, then, and but that's having about more it. time with and the kids. It, yeah, and all of a sudden, when I'm going to lose my business versus crushing my children, that's a no-brainer. Those are easy decisions at that point because it really goes down to your values. What are you looking to make out of your life? What's most important? Is it just about the money? Is it just about fame? Is it just about notoriety? Is it just about happiness? Because happiness looks really different than everybody, right? So if you're like, you know what, for me, I actually like 
whatever it is. Like maybe you hired a staff and you got to the salon because you're like, that's the next step. I've got to hire staff. And man, it's been a, just a slog for you. It's just really been difficult. It's been painful. You go home crying at night. You're struggling to pay the bills and you just don't know if you have another day in you. And you're like, but man, I don't want to let everyone down. I don't want to look like a failure. I don't want to have to lay everyone off, tell them they have a job. And all these weights are on you. And you're like, but you know what? If you continue in that, it's going to actually kill you. Like, yeah. If not physically, emotionally, physically, in other ways. Mm-hmm. And it's like you have to make that cut for your best. I don't think it means failure. No. It, it means closing a chapter and saying, what did I learn? Right. Exactly. And then you can redo it. Right. So you close the business. You shift out of that direction, the training you're doing, that product line you're doing, and you shift and you move to something else. And now you have all this wisdom. Like, oh, I now know how if I'm going to do something different, you can go ahead now and take all that wisdom, all that knowledge, and, and now you're going to avoid a lot of the mistakes. Or guess what? Another idea. You do it again. You go <laughs> you back. Right. right. And you do it right because now you almost like zero out the bank account, zero out your life, zero out everything. And, and say, start no, again. And start you recalibrate. Again. You do. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, a good friend of ours, Tara, she stepped away from the Lashpreneur. Life crazy going on, all sorts of stuff. I remember she said she got COVID. She was feeling out of it. And she just just didn't want to do it. She needed some time away. I think, I don't remember, it was like four, five, six months she took away. And guess what? She came back and everyone's like, oh, you're back. How cool. No one was mad. Like, how dare you come back to serve our industry? How dare you repivot and reinvent yourself? How dare you? No, no one cares. Always reinvent yourself. We have a lot of things going in our heads about people's opinions about us that stop us from doing the right thing. We're always worried about what everyone else thinks. And instead of really thinking about what I need, what my family needs, what those who love me most need, that's who you should be concerned about. Not, who cares about Instagram and all the people out there? And most of them aren't even paying attention. It's like when you realize at some point in my life, when I walk in a room and when you're young, you always say, hey, everyone's looking at me. Everyone sees my outfit. Everyone's doing this. Oh, my gosh, they're judging me. And the truth is nobody cares. No one sees you. No one even knows you're in the room. No one cares because you're just another person. Unless you have some sort of connection or impact in their life, no one really cares. That's a hard thing to think because we really do think everyone cares. Everyone's watching me and no one really. It's like when we closed our salon, there were a bunch of people came out, reached out, nice emails, nice texts saying that they feel bad for us and da-da-da-da. But in the end, after a few months, no one remembered. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Paul and Tess had a salon? What? What? They did? Yeah, they closed it because they this whole crazy nonsense. Oh, Okay, whatever. And they move on. It's like it's not like they're going to be like, oh, Paul's a loser. Well, maybe some think that. But no, most don't, I don't think. At least all the people who talk to me, they're very nice about it. And so I think we got to get out of our heads and get into reality and realize that when you weigh the options, you'll be surprised more times than not that quitting, if it's the right thing for you, is going to bring a lot of peace and you're going to feel rejuvenated. And reconciliation yeah. to any relationships or to whatever is causing you the stress to begin with. It's going to be closed. It's going to be done. Yeah. You're going to be able to move on. So so hopefully you're encouraged. If you're on that, if you're in this journey, like last week, we're like, yeah, grit, grind, keep in it, keep working your butt off. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. Some of you are listening to that probably just in pain going, I, I don't want to keep going on. I, this is the most miserable decision I've ever made in my life, and I don't think it's going to end with me succeeding in whatever it is. I don't see end of the rainbow on it's this okay one. It's okay to pivot. 
It is. It's okay to close the chapter and open a new one that's better for you. Yeah. And it and it doesn't mean failure. It means you learned a lesson and you're on to the next big thing. And it might be changing careers too, guys. A lot of people during COVID thought, you know what? This is the time to change careers. Even some big names in our industry changed careers and they moved on to new things. And you just keep trying new things. Like we said earlier with our kids, just keep trying, trying new things. Eventually, you're going to find that sweet spot. I think it's for entrepreneur leadership where they talk about finding that which you're great at and that which you're passionate about. There's those two big pieces of the pie or puzzle, whatever I'm trying to think of. And when you hit those two things cross, you're like, I'm passionate at this and I'm actually good at this. And they both cross. That's when the magic happens because you might be passionate about something and over life you're going to find out you're not that great at it. <laughs> you know? Or you might be really great at something, but after ten, five years, you're like, I really don't like this. This isn't fun. I don't find joy in it. And if those two things don't cross, those are signs that maybe you should be looking at something else. Maybe you should be shifting. Maybe you should do it differently. Maybe you should make those changes or quit something and move on to something new because you want to keep searching. If you're only in your 20s and 30s, you're young. You can change. You can shift. There is no shame in this world anymore about changing careers. I mean, I've changed my careers so many times, and I've known a lot of people that are older, Gen Xers like me, who have changed their careers multiple times, and it's been okay. No one is sitting there keeping score. Like You only get two career changes in your whole life. No, no, you can change as many times as you want and you keep trying, trying, and then you find that one. Like, oh my gosh. For me, it's like this. I mean, I spent my life working in film, but I did many things in the film industry. I even worked in the hotel industry at times. I've worked in a couple churches in my life. I've worked in a whole bunch of different places. And it really wasn't until Tuss and I joined forces where I found out that I'm really good with like organizing and producing in a sense and coordinating what we do now. And I love what I do because I get to be with people. I get to help people and I get to work with my best friend. Mm-hmm. And know what? Every day, I don't have enough time to do the things I love. Mm-hmm. Every day I finish. Tess actually has a little easier because she's mostly a last artist and then she's the visionary. So she just tells me things to do. But she, you know, her day ends and I'm still like cramming, like what more can I get out of this day? Because I have so many things I need to accomplish and th- so many things I want to do to help our industry. And actually in a lot of ways, I think to help bring Tusney's vision into the world, all these last con craziness things, which we have more fun stuff this year that we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I was sharing with someone there. Oh, they're going to be great. Oh, they're going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. But that said, hopefully this is an encouragement to you guys. Hopefully you can, wherever you are in your journey in life, either you're ready to go on and you need that encouragement. Go re-listen to our last episode and fight on and make that thing happen in your life, whatever that thing you're trying to work on. Or if you're at the end of the line and you need someone to give you permission to, you know what, just bail out check out, you know, whatever it is. This is that permission. Go for it. You're not a bad person. You're okay. We're here for you. We're your friends in the lash industry, right? So yeah, if you want to talk it over with us, shoot us a DM. Keep us in the loop. We're here for you guys. Yeah. And maybe, by the way, if you have a great story, let me know. Maybe you come on our podcast and share how I quit my job and did this or or maybe how you stuck in and it worked out for you. So either one of those I think are helpful because we're all in different stages in our life. There's seasons, right? And no one is, we're not all in one collective, one season. Some are in ending the season. Some are beginning seasons. Some are shifting seasons. Some are mid seasons, whatever. I can go on with this analogy, but there's many different places and we want to bring those stories to life. So yeah, definitely text me, DM or email me at paulatlashcast.com. And yeah, maybe we'll get you on the podcast and talk about this stuff. All right, guys. It was great hanging out with you. 
Okay, well, Tusk said it's over. I guess we have to get out of here, guys. Thank you so much. That's a wrap. We are done. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at LashCast and at the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my Lash Peach Tusney, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. <laughs>